Hey guys, my name's Melissa. Let's talk about anime. So let's jump right into episodes five and episode six of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, like I said before when I was talking about this anime, um, it seems like it's going to be having a very tragic type of ending. Episode five and episode six basically solidified that fact. Um, but let's just jump straight into episode five. So they need leads on Tanaka. Tanaka is the big boss, you know, whatever this dude's name is. Father, I forgot his name. I believe it was Kotaro. That I may be thinking about Gintama. I had just finished watching a couple of episodes of Gintama the other day because I had just finished doing a TikTok video on the top 50 anime characters of all time, according to Japan. And Gentoki, the main character of Gintama, happened to be number four. So I ended up re-watching a couple of episodes just to take my mind off of the fact that all of my friends don't watch Gintama and I've been telling them how awesome this series is. But back to the fact that Tanaka is an evil piece of shit. So they, or maybe Tanaka isn't an evil piece of shit. I will jump into my thought process later on, but they basically have to, you know, capture Tanaka because they need to abstract that sensitive data from him. So the way to do that is by going through one of his connections, which is with this like illegal parts creator type of dude named JK, Jimmy Kurosaki. So he's a BD director. So I, and he makes like custom tuned BD for clients like Tanaka, you know, real big wigs have a lot of access to money, doing things along the illegal sides that Tanaka, those type of fucking clientele. And in order for um, Kurosaki to do that, they need to come alone because, you know, this is once again illegal. And I think they call it snuff. BD, it's so funny. It's not funny, actually, now that I think about it. It's not funny. But, like, it's it's just real, you know, illicit type of shit that you probably don't want the general public to know about, especially if you're a highly publicized figure. So he usually goes alone, and he's usually, like, it's usually just him and Jimmy in the room together because to keep up the, you know, secrecy of it all. So in order for them to get to Tanaka, they need to get to JK. And David is actually, he actually knows of JK because I guess he did a, I guess, like a part-time gig to like transport some of his data or some of his parts. And that's how he knew of Jimmy Kurosaki. So he's able, he basically plays bait when they're trying to corner Kurosaki, Jimmy tries to, I mean, David tries to pretend that he's like a big fan. And he's like, oh my God, you're so great. You're so awesome. While, you know, while he's like showering Jimmy and all this praise, the rest of the edge runners are trying to line up and be able to like, you know, abstract or like, you know, kidnap him so they can lure Tanaka over to them, whatever. Long story short, it doesn't matter because Jimmy Kurosaki is actually pretty goddamn smart. Saw through that plan, ended up like omitting some kind of sonic like type vibration that affects specific like edge runners like Lucy and I believe Kiwi because Kiwi, Kiwi ended up vomiting. She took that shit like way harder than, um, way harder than Maine did and Dorio. So when all this shit transpired, they actually ended up kidnapping David and Lucy's like flipping out because, you know, in the previous episode, they shared a kiss. And I actually think it was hinted towards the fact that, you know, David kind of got it in as he should. He deserves it. Him and Lucy are cute together. But um, 
what that ended up doing is now JK has David and David is actually the one, remember, he has stolen property within his membrane and fucking JK basically passes through these images of the previous client who owned that specific scan, um, Sandivistian, I cannot pronounce that word, or I forget how the pronunciation is, but he basically plays back the images or the, you know, video of what happened to the previous client of that, and he shows him basically the shit that happened in episode one. He's like crazy, like deranged, the dude's a murderer, and he basically plays out a way that David is going to experience this shit. And David doesn't understand, like, this is your reality. This, the, trying to avoid the cyber psych, the cyber psychosis, like, it's not possible. And since David keeps going through with these upgrades, he keeps thinking, like, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. He's not hating the, like, warnings that are all around him. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, oh my God. I know exactly how this series is going to go. And a part of me is like, I my heart is going to break. I know it is. I was looking at the, I hate looking at the opening of animes, but I also really love openings of animes because they, they truly do spoil a lot of it. And at the end of the opening, you do see David's silhouette get shot straight through the dome and his head is lying on the ground, like staring up at a tall figure. You see his silhouette kind of like running along in the opening sequence. And it's like show, showing it being cut up and like dismembered. I'm like, if there's one thing an anime opening does, it spoil the series. Um, one of my friends actually said he, he'll watch the anime opening for a series once. And will always skip it going forward. Because anime openings do unveil a lot. And I was like... When I first saw the opening for Cyberpunk, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I already know how this series is going to end. And as I continued watching the series and watching the opening and like seeing how things are playing out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I I know exactly how this series is going to end and it's not going to be happy. But um, episode five is basically solidifying that fact because we're seeing what David is going to run into if he continues down the path that he's going. And remember, David kind of did have an out he didn't have to join the edge runners he didn't have to blindly follow lucy he could have went back to school he could have just took the l and apologized to katsuo but then again i don't know what the school would have had planned for him after stealing the sandivistian or sandivistian sandcastle i'm calling it sandcastle i don't care but my point being it's like i don't know if he chose the lesser of two evils, because this path he chose, it's just so freaking heartbreaking. Because, so Jay, let's just go back to the episode, because I just realized I rambled for like four minutes for no reason. So JK has David like look at all those BDs, and he's basically trying to induce the cyber psychosis within David. But thankfully, Lucy and Dorio show up. And they're able to, like, stop everything that happened. And Tanaka, surprisingly, is just like, oh, well, I guess, like, you're here. I guess you caught me. Let's, I guess, let's go and lure Tanaka in with me as bait. And I already thought, okay, he agreed to this shit way too easily. But he's also extremely eccentric. And a part of me was like, he's probably agreeing because he wants to see what happens to David. Because, like... David is one of the, 
David is like so against the notion of him going or turning into a cyber psycho. But JK is like, no, sweetie, babes, nobody avoids like this is inevitable for the situation that you are in. There's no way out of it. So that's why I'm like, he probably stuck around because it was like he wants to see it play out. So. So they're able to use JK to get Tanaka to show up. Tanaka actually shows up, but of course the plan gets a little botched. And by a little, I mean a lot because there's a scuffle and Maine's freaking gun goes on the fritz. And during this entire scuffle that involves Tanaka, JK somehow gets stabbed in the neck with like a needle. Cause I'm just sitting there as I watched that happen. I was like, what the fuck? He didn't even do anything. <laughs> But he's dead. So now JK is dead, but they have exactly what they need. They need Tanaka. And now here's the thing. I thought he wasn't dead because they did this weird ass pan away at the end of the episode. And David was kind of like looking at him and he was kind of like zoning out. And they told him like, hey, like, let's go. And you can kind of see like JK smiling right before he dies. And they had to like go, go because it turns out fucking um, JK is, of course, a premium member. So he has like trauma coverage. So they had to like dip. But it was very ominous. And I don't know if he actually died. Maybe he did. But I feel I don't know if he flatlined or I don't know. I don't know. I really felt like he was alive just because of how the episode ended and how it didn't necessarily like show. I don't know. It felt the episode felt weird, but David was clearly like troubled by what the fuck he was dealing with or what the fuck JK told him. And I think that's why I was so dead set on the fact that he was still alive, because the fact that David was still hung up on the words that he said. So anyway, episode six is kind of where I realized, oh, this series is moving in the direction I think it is because I don't deserve this. So it cuts into like kind of like a desert-like area and it's showing a younger mane and this is before all the body modifications he looks clearly younger he's smaller all these things and he he basically it's showing like him hallucinating he's having terrible mood swings he's having trouble controlling his implants so that's what i was talking about in that episode five in episode five how his gun kept on going on to fritz and shit i was saying like why does this keep happening and this basically like this episode confirmed my fucking suspicions like main can't control the can't control his implants and i remember them saying like you need a you need to learn the balance between man and machine you can't have too many like you can't have too many modifications to you or else you're you're not going to have like the facilities about yourself to be able to conduct yourself in a human way this is why i said when the rise of machines happens in real life i told my roommates they think i'm crazy but i told them the toaster is going to be the first thing that fights us do you know how much shit we burnt in that toaster and like, even though it's the most basic of kitchen appliances that we have, like our kitchen, our kitchen's pretty like updated, but I was like, it's going to be the fucking toaster that strangles us in our sleep. That's going to be the first thing that turns against us in the rise of the machines. And this is basically still attesting to that. <laughs> but anyway, basically Maine is going crazy and because he's going crazy, he is attacking people randomly. So Maine, because he's dealing with this cyber psychosis, he ends up attacking Kiwi while she's deep diving into Tanaka's cyberware, which 
first of all, it causes to seriously injure her. They didn't abstract the fucking information they needed from Tanaka. And now you have a clear issue with the fact that Maine, the supposed leader of the Edge Runners, this dude, this this very like prominent figurehead of this organization, the glue, he's going through some shit. And this is basically like, I was like, oh, this is the episode where everything starts to fall apart. Because if the top of the food chain, it's the leader is having issues, that just means it's a slow decline. And that's basically what this episode was. So because he knocked out um, Kiwi, it had to be Lucy who deep dives into Tanaka's mind. So... While Lucy is deep diving, she obviously had like requirements as to what happened. It was only going to be her and David. Like Lucy clearly only trusts David when it comes to the edge runners. So while she's deep diving, David was the only one who was allowed in the room. And Maine couldn't be anywhere around them. So Dorio had to take Maine, who like felt very personably by all this. Because like, homie, you just attacked a team member. A team member who was abstracting very important data for this very important project, for this very important fucking person who will have all of your heads on a platter if you do not get the information that they need. You know? Like, (laughs) so Maine is taking this personally because now he sees like, oh, this is my fault. The reason why we have to go to a plan B because I can't re- regain control of my, of my like cyberkinetics. And you can see a little bit of jealousy kind of like poke out with Maine because when David kind of approached him to like ask him, hey, what's wrong? Like, do you need help? And Maine made a comment about how, like, you have my gear, you have my tech. Now, you think you're faster than me? You think you're better than me? You think you can, like, take over my team, like, the shit that I built from the ground up? Like, Maine started taking that shit personal, and he started wearing his insecurities on his sleeve, which is, I feel like it helped further deteriorate his cyber psychosis because he has all these insecurities, and he's not battling those sides with the cyber side of him that isn't supposed to be a part of his body in the first place. They told him, or they told David, like, find the healthy balance between man and machine. And clearly, you know, when you think you're on top of the world, a.k.a. Maine, a.k.a. David, they both think they're on top of the world, that cyber psychosis won't affect them, that they end up going farther and farther than they need to do, which is, like, results in what happens in this episode. So while David is in the room and Tanaka is like being deep dived in onto, what was that phrase? Where do those, why did my words line up like that? Whatever. Basically (laughs) fucking Tanaka wakes up and he tries to get David to let him go. And that he, he starts to get into David's head like, I was the reason why you weren't going to get expelled and you still have a future and that the edge runners can't be trusted because they're only out for their own merit and their own gain. And the minute you don't look like you are important enough to them, they will kill you. Like, and then David is like actually starting to think like, oh, maybe, maybe I am, maybe I did make the wrong decision. Maybe this is the wrong idea. But remember, this is like his found family. He didn't have anybody after his mother passed away. And this family who actually knew of Gloria, who actually wished him sincere condolences, they, they actually like, 
took him in. And even though they say it's every man for themselves, they still treated each other like a family. And it just like to put that insecurity into David's head, it kind of like causes everything to spiral further and further. And so Tanaka, like his shit shorts out and it nearly kills Lucy because Lucy is still connected to Tanaka's subconscious. So then at that point, you know, Maine runs into the room and he's like, why the fuck is he awake? And Dorio has to like save Lucy. And the trauma team is basically notified that Tanaka's vitals are like gone. So they have to like suddenly, you know, zoom down there because, because just like JK, he has premium service. So now Maine and Dorio, Dorio, I don't know why this girl's name is so hard. Maine and Dorio go to, like, you know, preserve the information and, like, take on the trauma team while Lucy and David need to, like, secure an escape vehicle. And then, first of all, Maine straps Tanaka to his body because, you know, they, they basically track them through, like, I guess a chip inside of them since they have the premium package. So they're trying to, like, lead them in the opposite direction but then as Dorio and Maine are trying to like lead them away from David and Lucy, of course, Maine starts to go through his cyber psychotic episode. But this one is the worst one of all because and I'm actually happy that after I looked at the episode again, I was like, oh, God. Maine is going to kill Dorio in his cyber psychotic episode. But then I actually like watched the scene back and I saw where the bullet kind of like came through. So Dorio dies protecting um, Maine and it just, it broke my heart. And so of course that was like the trigger point for Maine to kind of like go batshit further insane. And at this point he's kind of lost and he starts going crazy. And at this point, it's th- it's not only the trauma team, it's also these other people. I'm forgetting the name of... I'm forgetting the name of the people that also show up. I think they're like the armed police force. But, you know, it, it was basically solidifying solidifying the fact that there was no way out of this with... Dorio and Maine because David of course turned around to go save them and Lucy didn't want him to go <laughs> and it was so sad because in the beginning in in the beginning of the episode earlier in the episode Lucy asked David like tell me I can do this tell me you believe in me and David's like I believe in you Lucy and David legitimately does believe in Lucy but when Lucy and David were tasked to escape. And when the trauma team started showing up and the armed police started showing up and David was like, we still have a chance. We can still save them. And Lucy's like, David, you cannot go in there. There's no saving them. David asked Lucy, aren't you going to say you believe in me too? And I think so when Lucy had deep dived into Tanaka's subconscious if I remember correctly, she did find a file on David. And I think she learned things she definitely was not supposed to know about him during her deep dive. And I think she saw something that kind of hints that 
hey, David, you are prone to some very dangerous things in your life. You need to stay out of the trauma team's presence. You need to stay out of the police team's presence. Like you need to stay away from these very dangerous people. Lucy clearly knows something that she doesn't want to tell David for the safety of himself. But David is just seeing this as Lucy, I guess, maybe not believing in him, not thinking that he can save his friends or just giving up altogether on being an edge runner. So he ends up saying that to Lucy and he leaves to try to save Maine. And when he approaches Maine, this was so fucking sad. He has Dorio's corpse like on this pile of shit, like debris and shit. He's, he basically, he blows himself up along with Dorio's corpse. And a part of me was like, you know, I'm, I'm happy it went like that. I'm happy they died together. But at the same time, when I tell you I mentally and physically could not handle that. And then when everything fucking blew up and David kind of like went right back to the car that Lucy was in. He's like clutching onto um, Maine's arm. And remember a couple of episodes before, Maine and David were talking to each other. And David said, I don't want the... um." He didn't want this guy's like claw, like gold claw, like weapons. He was going after Maine's arm and Maine said, listen, when I die, this is yours. And I was like, God damn it. He's going to die and that's going to become yours. And the only thing going through my head is like, if he attaches that, I think you're just like securing the fact that you are going to be forever lost to cyber psychosis because why do you want to instill more of this metal shit into your body? So now... Dorio's dead. Maine is dead. Um, Rebecca's brother is dead. So many people are dying. I think the only people left, Kiwi was severely injured, but I don't think she died. Um, Rebecca's still alive. Lucy's still alive. David is still alive. And I think there's a fifth person, but I'm like blanking on the name. But I feel like I know, I feel like I know exactly where this episode, these, this series is going to end. And I'm just mentally and emotionally trying to prepare myself for it. But thank you so much for listening, you guys. That was episodes five and episode six of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I don't know why. You know what the issue is? I keep on about to call this show Cyber Chase, like the PBS show. And that is so wrong. That's not even close to what the show is called or about. So on that note, we're done with this episode. Um, We have four more episodes to go and then I will have finished and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. This was Essential Mel Talks. You can follow me on most um, major social media platforms. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and you can listen to the podcast. I'm most streaming um, podcast platforms that you can find. So iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Audio Mac, um, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. I'm pretty sure I said, listen, there's a lot of shit to remember. I think I just need a separate script to actually do this part because I'm like, whenever I listen to these episodes back, I'm like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. Whatever, though. But um, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.